The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 306. We are live on YouTube, streaming to over 150 countries worldwide. My guests don't know that. It might make them a little bit nervous when they hear that they're streamed over 150, but uh, probably only one's actually watching. So, uh, and, and not many of them, uh, that one, are, are watching. But we will uh, we'll have a good time. If you're out there in the chat, let us know and say something out there. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you want to call or text in, yes, you can text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. Go check out AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could probably be a pretty decent ear, talk you through some stuff. More importantly, I can just be there to listen if you need that. If you are looking to get to someone to get you towards the medical attention, please remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. You think I'd memorize that by now. Uh, Veterans Press, the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of the United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all of your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's get this off of my ugly mug and bring in um, the cohorts for tonight. Um, Some of these people are, I did say this. They're wanted. They're up on the wall of the post office under America's Most Wanted. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Kyle's kind of trying to – Kyle is kind of trying to hide his face. So, <laughs> uh, from Anderson Manufacturing, um, man, I tell you what, before we, we bring Kyle in, I want to tell you something. I hope you guys took advantage of their Labor Day event. Um, I did. I got this in today. It's 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 a little airsoft gun. Um, I got this in today. Put a couple boxes of ammo in it uh, of airsoft in it, and I tell you what, um, heck yeah, that Kiger is the real deal. I really am enjoying it. Uh, but from Anderson Manufacturing, the Pony Express himself. What's up, Kyle? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on tonight. Always, brother, always. Um, I know that um, we weren't 
the reason why, but I know that last Tuesday uh, and, and a couple other times that I even tried to get on, man, the internet was broken over on Anderson. I hope that sale went well for you guys. It looked like it did. Yeah, it went really well, very well. Uh, so well, in fact, that we came back in today after Labor Day with a bunch of angry emails about this part was out of stock, this was out of stock. Uh, so, yeah, broken internet, but we are going to extend the sale to Friday. So if you did this, oh, wow. guys, and you're out there listening, you got till Friday. We're, we're going to leave it up till Friday. I, I can tell you this much. There were several of us um including people in this room <clears throat> chris um last week after the show was over we were all on our computers hilarious we had like four or five of us all on our computers trying to figure out what was wrong because it wasn't working the internet was broken finally we got in a little bit later but um i know that i ordered uh, a kyger 9c pro uh, and i know chris did as well uh, like i said mine came uh, did yours come in today or did you get yours before today yeah, my FFL got mine today, so I just went and yep. picked it up. I'm the same way. So it came in this morning, and I uh, went kind of straight to the range. And, um, yeah, I'm telling you what, man. If you guys haven't shot a Kyger yet, you need to. But they've got everything over there. I mean, you know, everything is it side white still. I mean, everything on the site. Yep, site wide, no restrictions, no promo code needed. So. Definitely, oh, at least go wow. check it out. You never know what you're going to run into that you didn't know you need. So Now, here's <laughs> the problem. Here's the problem. Literally on the website, it says, we do not ship to Illinois. I think right. that's exactly – I think you did that specifically because you don't want to send anything to Mike. Um, it yeah, is Mike, what it is, Mike. Mike ruined it for everybody in Illinois. Man. Not, yeah. Sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> And yeah. Nick out there is is lying. He said that John's the most appealing ginger I've ever seen. No, sir. Uh, you need to start looking harder. I'm just saying, Nick. Start looking harder. I don't He's know. Lying. Nick, yeah. thank you very much. You paying, Nick? Don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. I, uh, I do not want you getting in trouble for a solicitation or anything like that. John's got that ginger um, mojo. He's got ginger something going. I don't know if it's <laughs> mojo or not. Uh, speaking of which, standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. It's John, the soulless ginger bastard. What's up? What's up? And uh, for those of you who don't know, that is Nick Lynch from the We Like Shooting podcast in there. And I, I love you, buddy. Thank you for the kind compliment. Uh, it is yeah. nice today. It's, uh, it's been getting cooler at night. Uh, 112, huh? No, it's actually getting down to 90. So it's 90, what? 80. Yeah, it's great. Uh, nice. Went and helped a buddy this weekend cut down some uh, some trees and burn them. And uh, I saw the biggest scorpion of my life. It was the size of my hand, and the tail was the size of to my be, To be fair, his hand's the size of, like, I mean, it's tiny. But I hate but, you know. Hey, teach his own. Uh, the the uh, stinger part was the size of my pinky, so it was a uh, an interesting. Yeah, it was a interesting weekend to say the least. I would imagine so. Yeah, I, I'm not big scorpion fan. My wife is less of which. Um, there's a story there to be told one day. I'll tell a story about a scorpion 
it's situation we had when I was living down in San Antonio um, for a later time, later time, later time. But yeah, scorpions are no good. No bueno, no bueno. From the weirdest state in the union, the only state that has four letters but takes two people to spell it out, we got Chris from the 740. What's up, homie? Hey, thanks for the invite. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I got the uh, Tiger 2. I took advantage of that sale. So That's cool. Oh, You're yeah. going until Friday with it. So. Yeah, go check out AndersonManufacturing.com, guys. Uh, great sale, like I said. Um, and I don't know if this is something that like we should be talking about or not, Kyle, but um, I don't know, Chris, I don't know how you did it. I found it easier to order the assembled slide and the low and the frame separately. It actually came, I don't know why, but it came out with shipping like under three, like 290 bucks shipped. Uh, if you order them separately instead of ordering them together, I'd, hey, whatever. So if you're out there, you can get this. And this is the pro model. I think you got the pro model as well. Do you not, Chris? Yeah, I got the pro. Um, less than 300 bucks shipped if you go on intersonmanufacturing.com until Friday. Um, also got the availability of getting the AM10 that's right here. Are the Dissies out there as well? You got Dissies on the website? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Love me my Dissy too. Um, plus, like now let me ask you this, because um, there was some questions last week about it, Kyle. And I know you guys do sell like blend lowers. Yeah. If they're available, does that 30% on even go towards like the blend lowers? It does go to uh, blend lowers, I think, are sitting at like 28 bucks right now. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. You know? Nice, nice, and, and a couple not blim lowers like the 1776, I think, is around 29 somewhere around there. So, really, um, I might have to go pick a couple of those up. Those are pretty sweet lowers. I'm gonna go get a couple of more of those tonight. Yeah, I got I think they were blims, but I got I don't know, it was maybe five six years ago. We got I want to say it was like four lowers for a hundred bucks on like black friday or something so i was like okay like i'm in like i'm getting four of them uh yes marcus has brought up hashtag pony express 2024 john you want to tell us about that all right so for those of you who don't know our hashtag pony express 2024 is to get anderson manufacturing to make a side-by-side 18 inch double barrel shotgun it called the Pony Express that we want them to bring in the market in 2024, specifically in September of 2024. We'd love to see it around then. So the, go to Anderson Manufacturing on Instagram and Facebook and use the hashtag, hashtag Pony Express 2024 to get them to make this thing because we love Anderson and we want a coach gun from Anderson called the Pony Express. It's the greatest idea that John's ever had. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't like to give Ginger very much credit in life, but I'm going to give him I'm going to give him credit on that one. That's a pretty damn good idea, the Pony Express. I hope I hope the Andersons say great idea, Kyle. Let's let's roll with that. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh John, we give you 2 minutes for the 2A. What's going on in the GOA lately? 
Well, we had a bill from, uh, or not a bill, a proposed legislation from our friends over at ATF and the Biden administration. And let me pull that up real quick. Uh, our friends, quote unquote, are the proposed. I want to make sure I read this properly. So this is the administration takes another uh, life-saving step to keep guns out of dangerous hands. Is what they're dangerous out. hands. Yeah. Yes, yes. So basically, what the administration is doing is that they're going after us common folk who want to sell our firearms, and they are now wanting make, to, to to make to make a profit on to make a profit on them. They want to classify us as FFLs now. So what they're saying is they, and this is the exact reading from their ruling. So offer for sale any number of firearms and also represent to the potential buyers that they were willing and able to purchase and sell them additional firearms. Uh, repetitively offering for sale firearms within 30 days after they were purchased. So you buy a gun, you don't like it, you can't sell it after 30 days. Repeatedly offering for sale firearms that are like new or in original packaging. So if you're a collector and you have a nice Colt Python that you never fired, they're going to go after you. Uh, offering uh, Repeatedly offering multiple firearms of the same make and model uh, for sale. And that's the, if you buy more than one AR or AK, they're going to go after you or Glock. It's going after make or model. So if you buy multiple Glocks, you're going to get. And now this is the fun one. They made up a new term already. As a formerly, yeah, I know. As a formerly fire, uh, federal licensed firearms dealer, sell firearms that were in the business inventory or not transferred to a person's personal collection at least a year before the sale, addressing the so-called fire sale loophole yes i've heard of the gun show loophole but they've gone and, and done themselves one up the fire sale loophole yeah so well, this is something like the, the 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 pharmaceutical companies do they they make a drug for xyz and it doesn't work but it works for this other thing even though this other thing isn't a problem, what do they do? They create a new problem so that they have the drug for it. So I think this is what the ATF. The ATF is trying to figure out if like, they can do something. We'll just create something new to stop it before it happens. Well, that's that's brilliant, ATF. I wasn't aware that the ATF was there to legislate. Apparently, they are. Uh, they are not allowed to by our constitution. You know, it's, this it's is weird. True. Uh on top of that, they're also trying for the thousand percent tax on all firearms and ammunition. Uh, so it, it's they're going after the basic things. Uh, you know, this fire sale loophole, this is what caught me, which just makes me laugh is that if I'm shutting because of now their zero tolerance policy where they're shutting down FFLs for my minor mistakes. Now, I'm not saying all mistakes are minor, but they're for minor clerical errors they're shutting down ffl so now you have a year from the shutdown which means that if they tell them they're shutting down they can't release their inventory through this fire sale year loophole. yeah that makes perfect sense now g webs i love g because g's always looking for a way around stuff I'm not saying he's doing, ever does anything illegal he's just looking for he's looking to take shit and make it silver right so g says 
So if you couldn't get approved to have a home FFL, all you got to do is sell a single new-in-the-box Glock and you become an FFL, which is true according to what this is saying. But you can make that good because if you're an FFL, you can go and get suppressors and all that, still play with them while your stamp's going through because you're an FFL, correct? You Just saying. Have, yeah. And, that, and that's, where this, saying. that's where this zero tolerance thing comes in because they're also cutting down a, a kitchen top or tabletop FFLs. So they're going after, you know, the But they're basically saying that if you, if you sell this for profit, you're an FFL. They're yeah. literally contradicting themselves. Yeah, and that's what the the issue the big for those of you who don't remember the days of the eighty nine dollar Mosin, <laughs> right? You are Mosins now go for three, four, five hundred dollars. So now if I buy something, how about the SKS that used to yeah. be nothing? Now they're a thousand bucks. Yeah, or so, the M one Grands that are going for fifteen hundred right now. So for me buying at a good price and then deciding to sell it, just like you know, other things that we buy and sell at good prices, but since it's a firearm, they're going to go after. So it's a, it's a ridiculous attack on our two a rights from the Biden administration. Again, on the, uh, to go and his ATF to go after you as a common citizen, not only with this new ruling, but also the zero tolerance FFL ruling and yeah. going after the, uh, first, we had the same uh, frame and receiver. The FRT trigger thing got dropped again. The court just ruled there's a stay on it now, but the court just ruled on the FRT triggers because they're like, well, according to your definition, you, there, there's no violation here. Your the definition, definition right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So just go support a 2A advocacy group like the Gun Owners of America. Go to gunowners.org and there you become a member and help us fight for your 2a rights guys um any update uh i'm sure that if even you not mean you may not be able to say um but from what you're able to say is there any update or any light at the end of the tunnel for pistol braces have you heard anything nothing yet the case is still going so it's an okay. ongoing case until i have further information i'll pass it along sounds good thanks good uh gunowners.org goa go check them out uh, you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube community tab, we have the Pony Polls. The Pony Polls. Let's go have some fun. Uh, first one sent out today, uh, or yesterday, I should say. Yesterday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Yesterday, it's got over 1,000 votes. Better band. Leonard Skinner or ZZ Top. Chris, we'll start with you. Skinnered or ZZ Top? Oh, man. Tough, I'm huh? going ZZ Top on that one. I like a lot more of their songs. I like it. I like it. Um, Ginger, Skinnered or ZZ Top? That's a tough one, but it is you know, a tough one. I'd have to go with the Sharp Dressed Man. I mean, the ZZ Top's got bumping, really bumping hits. Yeah, they... Uh, Plus, they're a, they're a Texas band, so they got that going for them. Kyle, I have a feeling you're going with Skinner, aren't you? You just have that look on your face. You're you're a Freebird guy. I may be from Kentucky, but sweet home Alabama. All right. No, I get it. 
I know. Uh, but they're both great bands, and I love both of them. Um, it comes down to I've seen ZZ Top in concert when I was younger, and what a show. Um, now, I understand that Van Zant's brother has been with them for a long time, and he does a great job. I've never seen Skinner in concert. Um, I've heard they put on a great show. I I really do like some of the songs. Um, I like a lot of the a lot of the songs from Skinner that most people made. I mean, they know, but it's not like the Freebirds and Sweet Home Alabama. I like Tuesday's Gone and Simple Man and all those. Those are great songs. Something about growing up in Texas, you heard ZZ Top everywhere, right? I mean, it was just everywhere. Um, Lagrange. What a, I mean, there's just so many. Then, I mean, like Sharp Dressed Man, Legs. I mean, there's, it, I can go on and on. If I had to choose one, I probably have to choose ZZ Top. Uh, that said, uh, 68% say Skinnered and 32% say ZZ Top. Can't go wrong either way. Can't go wrong either way. Uh, Minatory Carry out there, $3 super chat. Appreciate you, brother. You guys know that we do not ask, nor do we encourage super chats, but any and all super chats go to uh, several different organizations we support that send care packages to our troops downrange. So uh, thank you for that. I appreciate you very, very much. Uh, 68% say uh, Leonard Skinner. It, it doesn't surprise me. It, it doesn't. Um, and, and I couldn't I couldn't care less which one would win because I like them both. Um, but I guess my loyalty goes to ZZ Top if I had to. Um, let's see here. The next one, 2.2 thousand votes, 2.2 thousand votes. Who is the best villain Joker or Darth Vader ginger Joker or Darth Vader? That was a tough one. And I'm just going to go with the Joker only because the range of the Joker and his schemes and everything. Darth Vader's got one thing. Joker's got tons. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, that that happened, by the way, folks. Um, yeah, there's a private chat going on, and um, yes, that happened. No, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Heath Ledger's... So Jack Nicholson... Back in the early 90s, great Joker, obviously. Heath Ledger took it to a whole new level and brought the darkness of the Joker to uh, the, the Dark Knight. Um, then Joaquin Phoenix. Have you guys seen the Joker? Like, I know Joaquin Phoenix is a weird dude, right? Like, he's a weird dude. But talking about a phenomenal actor... Uh, he was great in uh, Walk the Line. He was great in you know, everything he's done. He's a weird dude. But one of the things he is is a phenomenal actor. And he took Heath Ledger's dark Joker and took it to, like, weird, right? Um, almost to the point. Um, so let me ask you guys this. And, and, and before I do that, um, Kyle joker or vader joker okay chris joker or vader definitely joker okay i agree with that only because 
I don't believe that Darth Vader is actually a villain. Okay, I think I, I don't. I don't think that he's a villain. Um, he, to me, he's one of the greatest characters in any movie ever. Period. I'm much more of a dark side guy than I am a, a, a rebel guy in, in Star Wars. Uh, Vader was awesome, um, but Vader, Vader was never truly. I wouldn't say he wasn't evil because he had some evil tendencies. I mean, he did some evil things, but I don't think that he was truly evil. Um, there was a part of Anakin always in him. Joker's just fucking evil, like straight up evil. And that is the villain. But let me ask you guys this. Between, between Heath Ledger's Joker and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, both phenomenal, right? This is open to all you guys and out in the in the audience. Who here, like by the end of those two movies, were like pulling for Joker? Like I probably was. I, I mean, I, you know, you know where his mindset was after the movie The Joker with Joaquin and how it became and all of that. Like, there's a part of me that's like rooting for Joker at this point. It's like maybe maybe I have a soft side for the dark people and the and the. <laughs> really bad the dark side of people and uh the villains but like i i started feeling like i'm rooting for joker at this point no offense to batman but i'm rooting for joker any of you guys feel the same way about joker like you start rooting for him i mean i'm right there with you i mean it it was kind of hard in the dark night to root for the joker but walking phoenix yeah by the end of that thing i was rooting for the joker i was like yeah. Now, Vanessa there says walking around strangling people uh, that disagree with you is not some sense of evil. I never said he didn't do evil things. I just don't think that his soul was evil. I, I don't think that he was that Darth Vader because, like I said, there's always a bit of Anakin in there. Um, but, and I, and I mentioned Jack Nicholson's Joker. I did Chicago, Mike. Um, but I don't think that Vader was an evil villain. Without Vader, he ended, he, he ended up being the hero at the end. You know what I'm saying? Without Vader, there is no balance in the Force. So that, Anakin, Anakin, and Vader fulfilled the prophecy. He did balance the Force when he took care of the Emperor. Well. I'm not unless you guys haven't watched the last trilogy at this point. There, I'm, I, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sixty-two um, percent, kind of shocking. Sixty-two percent said that Joker was the best villain. I thought it might be closer, but um, I think people see it kind of the way that we do as well. Um, yeah, Joker. Joker is a best villain. I really, and I'm, I'm not, I, I've never read a comic book in my life. I've never read one. I'm not really even big on like the comic book movies. I'm a big Batman fan. Um, there was some dark years there with um, Ben Affleck and um, even the George Clooney's of the world. And, and, and I hate to say even the Val Kilmer Batman wasn't great. Michael Keaton, great Batman. Christian Bale, great Batman. Um, have this you new seen, kid. That, what's have that? You, have you seen Flash? 
I, I've never seen anything about the Flash. I, mean, I know who Flash is, but I've never seen it before. I've never seen anything about Flash. It, is it, good? it just it just came out. Yeah, check it okay, out. Okay, yeah, man. but didn't he have like a show or something? He did. Weird. No, I never watched it. Like I said, I'm not a big comic book guy, so I don't know anything about him. So I don't know. I mean, I know who Flash is, but I don't know much about him. You'll like the movie, trust me. Okay, right on. Right on. <laughs> Wait, um, are you telling me you don't like the George Clooney nipple suit? That was the worst Batman suit. <laughs> Everything about the George Clooney Batman was the worst ever. Like it, it was hands down. Like I understand why they wanted Clooney to be Batman. I get it. Yeah, I mean it's Clooney. Clooney can make a great. I, I think he would have made a a great Bruce Wayne. Because I, I see him as the billionaire playboy, right? I'll tell you what. Have you all seen the latest one with the kid from um, um, what was Twilight. the vampire movie? Twilight. Yeah. Like, I almost yeah. didn't watch it. because I was like, I no, no, this, no, this is not a Batman. I'm telling you, he does a pretty good, pretty good job. Not going to lie. Really? Very surprised. I'm not going to lie. Very surprising. Not saying it's awesome. Not Christian Bale by any means, but very surprising, and he did much better than I ever anticipated. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's it's probably worth checking out. I personally thought that movie was amazing. I don't think it was so yeah. much him. No, it's, no, no. It was but the everything. Movie was, the movie was great, yes, yeah, but he was, was pretty just, good. It was so dark, and then that whole entire soundtrack for that whole movie was based mm -hmm. off of one song by Nirvana. That yeah. was the weirdest thing. I mean, it was just such a weird, crazy ride all the way through that whole. Well, movie. they did they did that song like eleven different ways, though. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. which is great, but uh, but no, I mean, he did a really good job. And I'll tell you what, I didn't. He he's a better Batman than Bruce Wayne. But he's not bad as Bruce Wayne. He brings a dark, weird, anti-billionaire playboy vibe to Bruce Wayne. Now, the good thing is he's he's not Bruce Wayne a whole hell of a lot in this movie. It's a lot of action. Um, it is it, it is a really good action film. But I went in it going, I really don't want to watch this because I don't want to watch this guy being Batman. I was so upset when I heard about it. It, 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 it it'll grow on you. I'm telling you, it's probably worth a, it's probably worth the watch, Kyle. If you haven't seen it yet, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Chris, yeah, it's it's not bad. Chris, if you don't say Michael Keaton is the best Batman, then you're not a true Ohioan because he is a <laughs> he's an alumni of Kent State University. If you did not know that, he's, and he Kent State, State is school. coming to Arkansas this weekend to get beat by 50 in football. Just saying. Yeah, we got our butts handed to us by UCF as well. So yeah. Yeah. now, John, is that where you went? Is Kent State? Yeah, I went to Kent State. Oh yeah, we got a little wager <laughs> on this bit. This game. You got you got Keaton right. Yeah, I got I got George Clooney dude. North up NKU NKU alumni. I don't have a well. I tell you what, you also have. I will tell you what, you also have Kyle. Um, same thing that I do. We do not have a Batman, but we have Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, Kylo Ren was a Marine. He's a Marine. Yeah, you may have him, 
but we have Nick Saban and a few other big name coaches came out of Kent State. Just say. Nick Saban ain't nothing anymore. Didn't you guys, have, <laughs> didn't you guys also have Larry Miles? He had an incident back in the 60s, but I won't bring that up. Oh, yeah. May yeah. 4th. Just, Is it really? Yeah, it's it May, May 4th? 4th. It was the weirdest time on campus, too. May the 4th be with you. Uh, I'm more of a revenge of the fifth kind of a guy, but anyways, uh, our last, our last pony poll, 2.2 thousand votes, which one real simple Beretta 92 or the SIG P320, uh, Kyle, let's start with you SIG P320 or the Beretta 92. Uh, I'll take the SIG P320, even though I have no experience with either. Oh, actually, you never no, shot the 92? I shot the 320. I never shot no. The you never shot an M9? Yeah, is that a that's a 92? The M9 oh. is a 92, yeah. Give me that the was Beretta. the designate. Yeah. Give me the Beretta. Yeah, that's that was the military designation was the M9. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was just called the M9. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's. I mean, it's not exact, but I mean, yeah, it's it's a 92. Uh, it was just that's what they went with the trials as the M9, the civilian models, the uh, 92, and all that. But yeah, uh, Adam Driver, that was his name. Adam Driver's Kylo Ren. Yes, he's a Marine. Um, Chris, 92 or the P320. Really like either one of them, but I'm going to go with the Beretta. That's fair. I, I, I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Ginger, 92 or the P320? Well, Ghost, as you know, Beretta is doing big, big things and they are taking over the, the world. Industry. They're taking over the world. The 92 is where it's at. The 92 um, is the latest model from Beretta. Not quite, but almost, and it's forty years old. So you know, uh, no, I, I I'm a Beretta guy. I'm a '92 guy. Uh, the M9 was the very first um, handgun that I ever shot. It's how I learned how to shoot pistols. Um, was the M9? Uh, a lot of the guys that I knew back in the day hated the M9. Um, I loved it. Maybe it's because it was the first pistol I ever shot, and just loved it um we were fortunate enough to have armors that um if if we needed something tinkered with anything like that switched out this switched out that um they always took care of us so i know that the m9 had issues at one point with a lot of people i never had those issues with the m9 uh, i never really had those issues with the 92 in the civilian world either so um, I, I'm a big, and, I, and most people know this, I'm not a huge SIG. I respect SIG. They're great, great company. They make great quality stuff. Most SIGs do not sit well in my hand. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, the 226 is about the only SIG that I can see myself. Like, I'd go get me a 226 Legion. Those things are just badass. Like, I can see myself with one of those. Um but I have no desire to own a 365 or a 320. 320 just does not fit my hand well. It doesn't feel good. I'm not saying it's not a great gun. It just doesn't feel good to me. Um, I'm a 92 guy of the two. 
Um, I honestly, this was closer. I honestly thought it would be about the same, um, but I thought it'd be flipped. The 92 gets 57%. It's 57.43. The Beretta 92 wins. I thought that that might be flipped. I was waiting for the SIG fanboys to show up and um, maybe everyone heard and, and heard that Beretta was going to take over the world. So maybe they decided to be on the good graces of Beretta now. So I don't know. The SIG 320, that's the one the military just picked up as well, right? Yeah, I think they call it the M17 or M18. I think it's the M17. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a 17. But, yeah, that's the one that uh, they're switch- they have in the last probably, I don't know, what four or five years, um, switched over to the P320. They're the same ones when they first came out. If you remember, failed the drop test miserably there for a while. Um, so... But no, I mean they're good guns. I've heard nothing but good things about them. I've shot the three twenty. I almost bought one a few years ago just because I wanted to play around with it. Um, and then a buddy of mine got one, so I got to shoot it quite a bit. And I was just like, yeah, no, it's still, it's still just, you know, it doesn't feel good to me. Um, but a lot of guys like them. A lot of guys are using them right now. Uh, a lot of team guys, I think, use them pretty, pretty. Um, pretty well i just i'm not i'm not a sick guy um it's just me i i I think it's probably honestly i think it's probably a better gun than the 92 um i just i'm not a big not a big big not a big sick guy uh yeah there was a lot of a lot of the comments saying you don't have to worry about the 92 going off in the holster that's that's a fair point um you never want to have to have a pistol that you're worried about um going off in your holster but it is what it is uh so those were the pony poles uh go check out our good friends especially until friday they've got they extended their labor day event sale site wide i'll let uh, kyle go over here in a second but uh go check out emersonmanufacturing.com i want to say it was 30 percent off site wide uh, which is unreal yep 30 percent 30 percent off site wide and it's going till friday uh, is it friday morning friday evening kyle uh do we have an idea friday at midnight eastern standard time so like friday night at midnight correct okay there you go so go check that they extended it uh we broke the internet a couple times last week and um so yeah, I know that you said there's a lot of stuff that at one point were out of stock. That must mean that uh, a lot of inventory was getting moved. I guess that's kind of really what y'all are looking for is to move some inventory, getting ready for the, the fall and winter stuff, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I yeah, like we, def- we definitely moved a lot. So that's know, hopefully good. bring that same energy this week. And- Hell, yeah. And while you're at it, uh, when you order something, sometimes they'll ask you, like, any special instructions. Hashtag Pony Express 2024. <laughs> yeah. Either it's going to work out great, Kyle, or Kyle's going to get fired for the hashtag Pony Express 2024. People are going to like, all right, Kyle, stop <laughs> it. You know, I'll make my own Pony Express. <laughs> oh, snap. Let's oh, go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about uh, clones, and we call it the Attack of the Clones. For all you Star Wars people out there, might have uh, noticed that. For all you aren't, then you don't get the reference. But over the last, I mean, it's, it's not like it's never 
been there. It's been there for a while. Um, you know, the, the clones, you know, uh, and, and I wouldn't necessarily clones, but even like the 1911s, they're not necessarily clones, but they are. You know, everyone's got their model of a 1911, so I would consider those clones because it's not off the original, you know, Colt 1911. Um, but clones in general, you've got high-power clones. Uh, the biggest one the last couple of years is the Glock 19 Gen 3s, uh, one of which is the Kyger that we have here. You've got several companies doing the, 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 Gen, 9, uh, the Gen 3 19 clones. Um, the Breda 92's got several clones out there, speaking of the 92. Um, yeah, the Gerson Regard is... Um, is is a 92 clone taurus has a pt92 which is a 92 clone a lot of guns get cloned uh, and have been getting clones but i think it's been more prevalent the last couple of years with all the gen 3 19 clones that have been going out uh, across the industry and i, I come across uh, a, a question that someone asked me and asked my opinion uh clones versus the original why are people getting so excited about these clones? Are they better than the original? And I thought that's an interesting topic. Uh, and, and the answer to that question and simply is sometimes yes, sometimes not. I think in theory, though, I think in theory, they should be better than the originals if they're done properly and made with proper materials and done the right way. Because ultimately, when you have an opportunity to take all the good things of the original, keep those somewhat intact and in play, and then have some creative liberties on some of the things that didn't work so well or some aesthetics and all of that still have the same footprint, but yet not be the, an exact copy. So you should, by those standards, be able to create a better product. Um, Chris... I'm going to bring you in first and say, you know, of all like the clone guns, I mean, there's a ton of them out there, not just for the Glocks, but in, in general. Um, do you have any clone guns or, or had an experience with shooting any clone guns? Obviously, you have one. You got picked it up today. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the companies that clone the Glock Gen 3s because yeah. I, I personally think they, they, they took a they took a good gun and made it made it better because yeah. you got all the different frames now you can get slides i mean uh, the clock gen 3s are like legos for for adults i mean there's just so much you can do with them so yeah um, like you know it's like what we were talking about before the chat started i was like i found that magwell that would work from one frame and yeah. work on this frame and um no doubt the, my p35 ops it's i love that gun it's it's a better power, to me yeah. it's a better gun than the the original high power they they change stuff on the you know the beaver tail uh, yep. it's optics ready now um it's got a rail on it you can put a light on it um now do you think john moses browning if he was to come back through bill and ted's big uh, big adventure through the through the um the phone booth and saw the high power now, let's say the Gerson P35, with optic cut, with rails, with beaver tails, do you think he would recognize it? And two, this is for anybody in the panel, 
one, does do you think he recognizes his design? And two, do you think he's happy with the modernization of his original design? Well, it's not his design. John Moses Brown designed the, the, the high power. He didn't, he didn't finish it, though. He you're co- you're it. correct. He, okay, okay. If we're going to... Technically, he did not finish it, but it was his design. Right. No, I think he'd like it. I mean, part of me says he won't because he, he'd be like, I'm in the future. What the hell? <laughs> it's all this stuff. But at the same time, like he, they redid the, the high power is just what he wanted to do to the 1911 in the first place. So, yeah, yeah I think he'd, he'd love it. Yeah, there's a part of me that says, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a part of me that I think he would love it. I think he'd also love the fact that 100 years after the original design, it's still relevant. Like all the guns today, the double stack nine, nine millimeter semi-automatic pistols, like that's what the this industry is about right now. And it was a 100-year-old idea. You know, it's like, wow, my my initial thought and design is still not only relevant but it's predominant in our industry i think it's kind of a cool thing kyle i saw you were going to say something you want to uh oh i was just gonna i was just gonna say i wonder what he would think if he's seen the m2s out here nowadays yeah (laughs) um i i think i think that i think he would enjoy the ma deuces i i think that he would say hell yeah get you some boys you're well. Yeah. I think he'd sit there and say, "You're welcome." Oh yeah. Uh, now G Webb said that he'd be very disappointed in nine millimeter. Um, that's just G. That's just G. Uh, I I think that I think that and, and and Ginger brought it up. Like this is what he kind of wanted to do with the 1911 to begin with. Um, and I think that I think that he'd be proud. I don't know if he would. Yeah, I think he would. I I don't think he'd be upset about anything. I think that he would maybe wonder about the rail or wonder about an optic cut or whatever. Um, but I think that he'd be proud still. He'd be proud that a hundred years later, after the original idea, like people are still digging that design. Um, and it's a classic design. It's and I know people talk about the 1911 being um, a game changer. And it's it's obviously a, a historic gun. I'm not so sure that the high power is not more more so uh, historical. I don't think it's. I, I think it's probably more. I wouldn't say important scares me because importance is a relative term. Um, I think the high power is equally as important, if not more, than the 1911 design. Um, yeah, and speaking of 1911s, I mean, talking about probably the most cloned gun ever. Um, everyone's got their 19, and now they've turned into the 2011s and the 2311s, uh, the double stack 1911s, if you will. Um, they've got them in all different kind of calibers now. Talking about a classic design of the 1911, you know, is that probably the most cloned gun ever? I mean, probably. I mean, everyone's got a 1911 these days, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you does a 
an AR? Does that count as a clone? Well, okay, an AR, I think, is an M16 clone, probably. Yeah. Um, you know... It'd be, um, it'd be close. It'd be close between those two. It would be. It, no, it, it, definitely, it definitely would be. Um, you know, people forget that the Canic TP9 is a clone. I, I don't, people may not want to believe that or, or you know, I, I'm a huge Canic fan, but I'll tell you what's happened to Canic. I remember in Canic, um, they basically were giving them away because no one knew who they were. And now they're, they're the plush thing. People don't realize those are Walthers, man. Those are Walther clones, P99 clones. Um, nothing bad about them, just saying, but the, the TP9 was not an original design, folks. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the cloning, I think, let's, let's, let's start by this. Chris, I'm going to start with you on this one. In the cloning game, overall, not specific to a certain gun, do you think, personally, that the clones are better overall than the originals or do you, are you more of a fan of the original kind of guns it, to me it depends like like the canic we bring that up i love the canics yeah. just like you do yeah. but i the trigger might just be a hair better but mm -hmm. i still think the wall oh, it's, it's, it's a way yeah. better gun than what the canic is i would agree with that i i do think that the canic trigger is better than the walther not by a lot but it is better stock trigger um i like some of the design features of the canic i really am a big fan of the tp9 at least the sf elite which i have uh i really love that gun um but if i had to sit there and be honest say which is the better gun i think it's the walther still i think it's the walther uh ginger overall are you more fans of the originals i mean you kind of have a fud soul you know um you know are, are you fans of originals or are you digging like the the modernized clones these days i'm digging the modernized clones i mean without clones here's how i'll put it you buy a clone because you want the original but you can't afford the original and without them, that gives you so that gets you into let's talk it like VP9. VP9 costs sure outrageous. You buy a SAR9, which is very close in grip and comparison. Absolutely. But it gives you something to strive for. You've got your SAR9, you run it, run it, run it, and then you buy that VP9, and then it's a real hard decision on which one you like better. And sometimes yeah. you you like the clone better. I mean, you were talking about the 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 PT92. And yep. then the 92, the PT 92, I like it because the grip or the, the decocker and safety is on the frame. Uh, yeah. Now we're seeing that with Beretta doing it with their 92 X, but we, yep. but do I think the PT 92 is better built than the Beretta? No, there's no way that that guy, the, the PT 92 is not built better than the beretta itself it's not built better but it was built on the, with the same machines they actually right. bought that 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 the machines that said obviously in order to get the pt92 from taurus at a certain price point you're not going to be using the same materials or the quality of materials as beretta did with the original if you're trying to get something that's half the price or two-thirds of the price 
something's got to give. And typically it's not the same quality. Um, so it can't necessarily in that, in that one, that case, I don't think that the PT 92 is a better gun than the 92 that said the Gerson regard could be a better gun than the 92 because they didn't go cheap on some of the products they and they actually improved on some of the crap that is a little annoying about the 92 um there are some that actually do improve on the original um i i think that you were talking about ginger uh the clones being something that maybe you can get into for cheaper than the original and for some that's probably the case um that's probably a, a reason why people will get into the clones versus the original um well before i go into this i want to bring kyle in um when you guys started the idea of the kiger was the idea of taking this gun and improving it over the original kind of design of the Glock 19 Gen 3, or was it, hey, let's get this to where it's a more cost-efficient version of this classic gun? Was there that? You might not be able to say it publicly. I don't know if you're allowed to or not, but was that conversation like which, in you, from your memory, what was more prevalent? Um, improving on the original design or price point? Do you remember those conversations at all? So the original talks were improving the original design. Okay. And then that really just kind of fell in place with, you know, our capabilities at our facility. Like we can do this and make it more cost effective for everybody. And we were like, all right. So that's how the Kyger came came about. And I, I've always I've always been an aftermarket guy. It's kind of yeah. like what what everybody was saying. And if you just take money away from the equation, it makes it kind of forces competition. Like it oh, forces yeah. like, oh damn, I need to step my game up because they just cloned this. Oh god, I gotta step my game up because I want our clone to be better than this guy's. Yeah. And it just causes that natural competitive scene, if you will. Yeah, no, and, and G-Webs brings up a, a point there. He says, if you own or buy an original classic 1911, you're probably not going to be inclined to modify it for CCW, but a clone is made to be modified to taste job at hand. And I think that that's where the clone game has really gotten, gotten kind of cool. You can modify it however you want it to be. Uh, a lot of these clones come in different barrel lengths, you know, like... Uh, a 1911 now you can get anywhere from a full-size six inch all the way down to like a four inch or whatever i mean you can have this original 1911 design and have it in a size to carry for like me i would never carry six inch 1911 i'm just i'm not that big I'm, I, it would look weird for me to carry that <laughs> Um, but I will carry a four inch uh, 1911 or something and i think that that's kind of where I think G's right when it's not necessarily, and Kyle was talking about the aftermarket. Everything that you want to do, let's say you buy that Gen 3 Glock 19, you say, well, I want to do this to it, I want to do this to it, I want to do this to it. Well, guess what? It's right there. All those things that someone would want to do, now they have the availability to sell that gun 
with all of those upgrades, if you will, um, aftermarket changes. Whether well, you know, upgrades or not, it's up to the eye of the beholder. Uh, but aftermarket changes you would do with that and say, here's our version at Anderson or at Springfield or PSA or wherever is doing these clones. Here's our version of what we would do to this gun if we took a Gen 3 Glock 19 and made it our own. And here it is. And, and I love the fact that you've got three, four, five, six, ten different models of the Glock 19 Gen 3 from different manufacturers, but they're all different guns because they all would focus on something more, something different. Um, and I love that. I think, like Kyle said, the competition, it's going to breed competition. And that's the cool thing because when you can do whatever you want to do with a gun, staying around this design, you can have a lot of fun with that. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things that I that I love most about this gun, um, and it's something that, something that sounds so weird, by the way. This isn't it's empty. It's an airsoft gun. Um, what I love about this Kyger is that grip texture is insane. It's insane. I like an aggressive texture on a grip, whether it's stippling or tape or whatever. I enjoy an aggressive grip. That's there. Um, and I don't have to go and buy grip tape, which is what I do with a lot of my guns. I'll go buy some grip tape. Don't have to with this. I think it's something as simple as having the tape right there and right there where you're going to need your pressure points and your contact points. There's tape there. I love that. Little bitty details. Um, and like I said, you get this for under 300 bucks right now on sale over AndersonManufacturing.com. Um, but the details, the rail, I, I, I don't know if I, I'm, I, I doubt if I'm going to run a light on this. I don't know. But I like the option of having that. If I want to run a light, I will. I don't know if I'm going to run an optic on it. But you know what? I've got the option to run an RMR footprint optic on that. I love that. I love that. Um, so hey, you got that there, though. Let's talk about yeah. that thumb ledge. What's that? Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 go ahead. No, I was just saying that ledge for where you're going to put your thumb, the stippling's right there, and they cut that it's, in deep. I love it, it is. It is. I, I'll tell you something that once again, and I think this is the pro model. And Kyle, you can you can correct me on this uh, if I'm wrong. Um, and I think this is the yeah. This is about. I think it was only on the pro model, but I don't know if you can see the mag release button. How enlarged that is. I love that. I don't know if you can see that or not. I don't know if that's just on the pro model, but that that mag release button is much bigger than a Glock or anything I've seen, and I love that because I have short fingers, so that enlarged button helps me out tremendously. Um, I like an enlarged, I like an enlarged button. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but no, the the controls on this thing are are phenomenal, and it's one of those things. Once again. You take a classic design, and, it, and oh, by the way, I, I did try it. It does fit in all of my Glock 19 holsters. Nice. Letting you know, uh, Gen 3 holsters. Takes Gen 3 mags. Ran those today. Uh, 
this is the one that I use today. Uh, my P mags haven't come in. It'll probably be in tomorrow or something um, from Anderson. But um, it sounds weird. I haven't tried it out yet, but it looks like it will take. Looks like it's not the size of the Glock. I think it probably will take the, the old Glock 19. Um, Slide a lot back. of good. Yep. Yeah, the plate, the slide. I mean, it, it looks like it, it looks identical, so it looks like it should. Um, I, I love this thing. It sounds something very simple, but the detail. Um, once again, they take a classic design and say, here's how the people at Anderson, if they were going to go take a, a 19 Gen 3, this is what they would do to it. And I think you guys hit a home run. Um, Thank you, Ghost. What is it? The PSA dagger? Is that what it's called? The dagger? Yep. Um, it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. I've, I've shot it. That trigger on this one's much better than the, than the PSA uh, dagger. Oh, much better. It's better than the Springfield, the Hellcat. And I like the Hellcat. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Springfield. I'm, I'm a, I, I appreciate Springfield's designs. I'm a huge fan of the old XD9. Um, take their politics aside. I, I enjoy a lot of their designs. The Hellcat's not a bad gun. Um, I've shot it before. This, as far as of all the ones that I've shot, this one stands out. And I just got it today, but I've already enjoyed it. It just came in today. I picked it up. It's great. Um, let's just kind of open up to the room. Um, uh, as far as clones go, when you're looking at buying a clone and because we talked about this side before chris and ginger and kyle anyone can talk about it. when you're looking at a clone from your eyes are you looking at it to get into a cheaper or less expensive design or are you looking to get the upgrades of the, the newest clones like which when y'all are looking at them which one come which, which one are you originally looking for is it that price point or is it the upgraded features or whatever let's just it have a conversation at this it point it depends on the gun really so okay, if, it, if, it, if it's yeah. like so like the sar 9 sport we'll take that mm -hmm. it, yeah. it it's very hkvp 9 ish but i also want yeah to it's i've always said that sar 9 i love mine yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a VP9 guy. It is the frame of a VP. It's it's the glove child of a VP9 and the Glock 17. So I think it's it, the slide. At least for me, the slide reminds me of a Glock 17. Uh, obviously, the grip is 100 percent of VP9. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds, and that's kind of why I like um, the SAR9. Is I love the way it feels, but I also love a Glock 17 as well. So you're kind of getting the best of all worlds. But yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. But I'm not very smart. I will forget my my thoughts if I don't get them out quickly. No, but that and that's what I was going to get at is when I look at these newer quote unquote clones coming out, I want yeah. to see what they did different. And like about a few weeks ago, we talked about the Stoger, how that yeah. is a clone of yeah. a, technically a Hellcat Pro, but if you look at it, they took like, hey, this is a, is a clone of something. Yeah. It was just hilarious, you know? And and I look at it, and for me, when it comes to like 
a, a quote unquote clone, we're looking at, okay, price point. I want to try it. I want to see if it holds up to the original, if it, if the upgrades mm. it did were different. And then if we're talking about like a gen three Glock clone, we're talking like, okay, well, why am I paying? What's the difference between this gen three Glock clone from Anderson that is on sale right now versus, you know, there's the Faxon and there's the, the shadow systems and there's this one. And why are they so expensive compared to this? Yeah. And what am I getting differently? So we, when it comes to like gen three Glocks, there's only certain things you can do to make them different. Like the Anderson yeah. did really well. And if I remember correctly, when I shot the Anderson, it shoots better and flatter than a 19 itself. And I, I why, like, I've got a hundred, I've got a hundred rounds in mind today. Um, I mean, I sh I've got tens of thousands of rounds in, in Glock 19s. I'm not ready to make that assumption. What I will tell you is the trigger is umpteen times better than a standard Glock trigger. Uh, Chris, I think even he will, the reset on this is phenomenal. And I'm a big reset guy. I know Chris is as well. That's the very first thing I ever do is when I, when I get a new gun or if I'm looking at a gun, it's break it bracket and i go to reset i just want to see that reset it's very short very crisp very audible reset on this one um in the hundred rounds that i shot um and i'm talking about a silhouette steel target from you know 15 20 yards i didn't miss one all day today now i wasn't trying to i mean i wasn't trying to go slow but i wasn't trying to go fast either i was just just getting i wanted to get a feel for the gun shooting it from release all the way and shooting it from reset just kind of getting a feel the sights are phenomenal um they have uh rear blacked out sights which i love they have a blacked out front sight which i think is awesome um i'm not a big white dot sight guy uh, as far as out shooting a 19, I will say that it feels better and it shoots, to my 100-round experience with it, shoots very, very well. Time will tell if I think it's a better shooter, and time will tell if it's as reliable. That's the one thing about the, the Gen 3, the Glock 19s, is the reliability. You can... You can do anything to that gun and, and it will go bang um time will tell but i'll tell you what through 100 rounds of this i'm enjoying this more than i enjoyed the glock 19 when i first got my first one does that make sense yeah that i don't know i don't know about as far as shooting it uh as far as sh a flatter shooter and all that time will tell that's an honor, Ghost. That is an honor to you. And that's not because you're here, dude. I bought this gun. Like you yeah, didn't say this to me. I bought this oh. gun, so I have no reason to say anything otherwise. I bought this gun, and and I, and I love this gun so far. I, I sent a text to Kyle uh, earlier today when I got to the range, and I was like, "Holy shit, I love this thing, man! Like this is this is it's great gun." Um, well, right, go ahead. Now, Ginger, go ahead. You hit the nail on the head. Reliability is a big thing. Yeah. When you that, talk that's about it the clones, are they as reliable or better than the originals? And we we look at out of Turkey, we're talking about like 
let's let's take for example the the M4 the Benelli M4 clones coming okay. out of Turkey to be because yep. if I say M4 people are gonna go are they as reliable as the Benelli? I don't know if we I don't know I don't know if we know yet. There's no really right. I mean how do we know yet? You know, five years from now, maybe we'll know more, right? And that's what we see is some people have, have trashed them, you know, because mm. some haven't had good experience. Some have great experience. You're talking about mass-produced products at a scale that in the last two years we've never seen before. Yeah. Or three years. Call it two, three years. We'll call it that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And we started seeing a bunch of stuff through, but two years ago is when we started seeing – the flood of the the attack of the clones, if you will, yeah. you know. So you hit the nail on the head where you said reliability. We're talking about okay, does it have the features? I mean, there's so many new guns coming to market from companies that would never make that gun and coming out with a quote unquote clone. That if I can save it two, three, four, or five, or in the case of the the M4, uh, like 1500 bucks. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to when you're looking at, okay, it's a price savings. And then it comes down to the old saying, you buy once, you cry once. If it works. If it works, you're not crying. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you're going to you're gonna hear about it. And that's where we hear some of these clones, you know, like, but Canik's a prime example. It's a it's a Walther P ninety nine. They hit it out of the park coming out the. They did it. it right. Had they not done it right, we wouldn't know anything about Canik anymore. They we, they'd be gone. They they did it right. It's the same thing with SAR. It's the same thing yeah. with all these companies. So absolutely. Um, I want to I want to ask Kyle this. And say from from an industry point of view, is the clone fad is is it just because the patent ran out on the Gen 319, which was arguably the most famous, or I don't know, famous. It's one of the most respected and whether people want to admit it or not, um, most influential guns ever built was the the, the Gen 319. Um, do you think the fad of the clones is because that, or do you, from the industry standpoint, and don't give away any trade secrets from Anderson or anything, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Does Anderson have any more clone ideas coming down the road that you can talk about? Not saying you can tell me what it is, but saying this is going to be our, our one-off clone or man, we've, we've hit a home run with this. We might look at some more. Is that something that you guys are going to do? Uh, not, not that we have in the pipeline right now. Um, I yeah. will say that, you know, it kind of like what you were alluding to earlier, like with it being a proven platform, huge aftermarket, all that it's, mm. it's kind of, it's kind of a no brainer, but that's not the sole reason Another reason is you just have to diversify your product line at some point. This is um, true. You know, like, so the AR industry might be getting a little crowded. So, you know, it's time <laughs> to time to spread some of the love out and, you know, go on to different ventures. Not getting away from the AR thing by any means, but, <clears throat> you know, definitely 
expanding your product line is never a bad thing. Well, you guys have got a bulk gun coming down the line that you guys introduced at Shot and NRAM um, yes. that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. But I, I, I can tell you this, and you hit on something uh, very important there. And I don't know if it was what you guys intended or not, but when I first heard last fall the Kiger, Anderson's coming out, and, and it didn't matter to me that of anything. Once again, I, I'm a huge fan of the 19, um, so especially the Gen 3. Um, but it didn't matter, right? To me, the fact that Anderson came out with a pistol was kind of like groundbreaking. He was like, oh, my God. Kind of like when Mossberg came out with the MC. I mean, it's been, what, 100 years since Mossberg had a pistol design? And most yeah. people were not alive for that, you know? So, like, most people don't even know that Mossberg ever had a pistol. So, for a lot of most, for almost everyone that's alive, that was the first pistol that they've ever seen from Mossberg. And, and it's one of those things when you start seeing, like you said, diversifying your product line adding different SKUs, entering this arena of something that's maybe outside your comfort zone. I think there's a lot to be said about that because uh, a lot of companies have thrown their hats in the clone game, but a lot of them haven't because they're probably scared to say this is too different than what people know us for. Exactly. I don't know. You guys can tell me, Kyle. I mean, to me, the Kyger seems like it's been a home run for you guys the last year. Has, has it been, I think, looking back, would, would everyone agree with that was a good decision for the company? I mean, I'm a little biased, but I'd say it's awesome. And, and look, yeah, it, the Kyger has taken off. And um, I grew up in Hebron, Kentucky. So, like, yeah. <laughs> for five years before the Kyger, we had always heard, like, Anderson's uh, low-key, they're developing the 1911. I was like, oh, all excited for it. Never came. And so yeah. when the Kyger dropped, it's like, I finally got it. It's not a 1911, but we finally got Anderson the pistol. So it was cool to be a part of that, too. I think you guys need to have a, uh, a 1911. I think it's sick. 2011. 2011. Caught them. Coming up the with a hashtag for 2025. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> The Anderson Mustang 2025. I was going to say, I was just going to say the Mustang. I think that would be a cool, um, a cool it, gun. If it doesn't have racing stripes, I don't want it. Um, well, Ghost, you can think think of it this way. The the other thing you want. So we brought and Kyle brought up the 1911. You brought up the 1911. Yeah. Back in the the 90s. In early 2000s, it when you went to diversify, it was a 1911. That's now, all it was. Now it's the Gen 3 Glock. When people are going yep. to diversify, it's and, and the high power now, uh, the high power has kind of gotten um, some love in the last couple of years as well. Um, but yeah, no, go ahead. I hear what you're saying. So that's where you can see. And now the 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 other thing is like he brought up the 1911. I don't think we're going to see more 1911 clone. I mean, they're quote unquote clones. I think we're going to see more 2011 clones, more of the, yeah. Hey, does it like the, the platypus from stealth? It's it takes mm -hmm. clock mags or, or the, the Oracle and Kyle left, uh, or the Oracle or things like that. We're going to see a lot more of that, or you're going to see more established brands like 
Savage just came out with their 1911. It's the same idea. It is. Um, Bring Kyle back in. There he goes. There he is. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I think you're right to a lot of extent, John. Um, I think that the the next series of clones, as far as the 1911 game, will be the double stack, the 2011 designs, um, just because I think you can make it more modern. You can add the rail, you can add the optics, you can add a more capacity um, in that. So I think that's that's where people are going to go. But ultimately. It's the design. It's the design. The 1911 design is a classic design. Um, historically, 1911 triggers are just better than a lot of other trigger systems. Um, doesn't matter who making them. The, the, the 1911 trigger is, is a good one. Um, let me ask you this. This is kind of going off on a little tangent here. Um, also, the last couple of years, there has been a big thing with the flat trigger design uh, and pistols. You guys big fans of the flat trigger, or do you like curved trigger for him, for pistols? I'm a curved guy. Yep. Everything needs to go to a flat trigger. Get him, Chris. <laughs> flat is where it's at. It's not like uh, high school. I, <laughs> wow. Wow, well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. Um, I historically am a curved guy. That said, um, I've had a couple couple guns that have come in, in the last few months. Um, a couple that I cannot talk about yet uh, that have flat triggers. And damn. Like I love a flat trigger on on a rifle. Uh, I think they're really really good on a rifle. I've never disliked them in handguns, but I've always just kind of been a curved trigger guy. Man, I'm telling you, flat triggers kind of it's it's they're they're man they're they're creeping into my mind here. Are you more flat or the hybrid where it's like that? It's flat on <sighs> on break, but it's at that like 45 degree angle i tell you i tell you what i love the most okay and this is a shameless plug for a company uh that i have worked with in the past but i love their products uh hyperfire okay i love music on hyperfire uh this is probably about four five you know about five damn five when was indie the first indie 20, was that 2019 19. 19 okay so it was Shot 2019 was the first time I ever heard of hyperfire triggers. And I was at the Antares Alliance shoot the Sunday prior to shot in 2019. And hyperfire was there. And I was like, holy cow, these are great triggers. What they had, I think, is awesome. They had flat trigger, but they had the little trigger shoe on there. That you could slide on that had the little curve so you had the 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 the, the flat trigger if you want it if you wanted to put the shoe on it could still be a curved trigger right there at the at the, the trigger point which i thought was ingenious and um, it's adjustable up and down yes you can put it up high or yeah. down low wherever I, I, you I want it fire now on man I, they're yeah triggers they're not oh, I've got them in, they're no amazing. they're not 
but but they're not overly they they have models for ninety nine dollars now they have models different match models that will go to about three hundred dollars uh, but they've got like a basic drop in ninety nine dollar hyperfire trigger uh, that's going to be an upgrade over most but I tell you like I said that was the first time that the flat trigger really started making sense to me because their flat trigger feels really really good but if you didn't want it you could throw the shoe on there and still have a curved trigger uh, as far as the feeling goes but the hyper fire flat trigger was the first one that i felt really really good about um i'm still up in the air on handgun flat triggers um but I'm coming around a little bit. I'm coming around a little bit. Um, keep it PG-13. I have no idea what that means. Um, but yeah, no, flat triggers on, 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 on pistols, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, they're coming around. I'm coming around on it. If they're done right, I'm okay with some of them. Uh, maybe on a a high power or a 1911 kind of a design i could see that maybe on a polymer striker fired gun maybe not maybe i i probably would still enjoy the curved trigger on that i don't know um but i i i shot some 2011s with that flat trigger i shot some high powers with the flat trigger and I was like, hmm, like, okay, I get it. Like, that's pretty good, you know. We'll I'm see. really, I'm really digging this airsoft gun with that style mm -hmm. trigger. That style trigger, I don't know why I like it so much, but mm -hmm. it 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 breaks at ninety, but it also feels it's that in between between a curve. You're getting the best of kind of all worlds yeah. with that trigger. Absolutely, uh, that's a pretty airsoft gun, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I bet no one here is a recurve kind of guy. And Gabriel says, um, like a bow. I, I, that's the that's the only kind of recurve I know. I don't know anything about a recurve trigger. Anybody? Am I am I missing out on something that I should know about? Maybe he is talking a bow. I don't know. I think that's a bow. Okay. I think I, I'm just making sure that I didn't know something. I mean, maybe there's something out there that I didn't know about. Um, you know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, we kind of want to talk one more thing about the Clone Wars, if you will. Um, a lot of 1911s. There have been the high powers. There's been the, the P99, the, the PPK with Walther was a cloned one for a while. Um, there have been some great clones out there. There really have been. We talked about a lot of them. Um, AR, I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, the AR game with the, the M16 or, you know. Um, what's next? Like, I'm going to start with Chris on this. If there was a gun out there that you would like to see cloned, do you have one in mind, Chris? I really don't. I mean, everything's kind of already been cloned that I really care about. But what I am getting yeah. excited about, 
I think there's going to be, I, I think we're going to see a big resurgence with uh, bolt action. Um, people coming out with their own versions of the 700 actions, like Anderson's getting ready to come out with one. Yeah. Um, especially uh, Kyle and uh, Eagle Run talked about this the other night on his chat. I think we're going to see a huge thing where people are going to get big into building the bolt actions. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably what we're going to see here in the next year, the next two years. We're that could be interesting. I wonder, I wonder if it gets to be as big as the building market of the AR platform. You know, it'd be interesting. I don't know if it'll get as big, but I think it's going to be a big, big thing. Yeah. You know, the idea of, and it's there. I mean, it's it's there. If if you run the the 700 as your base, like a mil spec for the AR. If you run the Remington 700 as your base aftermarket design, the aftermarket parts, you can go and get a chassis or a stock. You can go get a barrel. You can go get an action. You can go get anything and everything that you want and, and Frankenstein the hell out of a, a 700 design. Um, I, I wonder because... I'm a big fan, uh, and, and, and the Bergara is is a 700 uh, clone, if you will, and then I love the B14. But I tell you, another one that's great is is the Tika, and the Tika is not based off the 700. I wonder if, obviously, the 700 being kind of the the easy one to to clone and have aftermarket parts, but Tika is a great system as well. And I wonder if you'll start seeing some more Tika aftermarket stuff to where you could build a Tika design or his Tika cloned rifle as well. Um, but I, I think that's interesting, Chris, about the 700 or the, the bolt action builds. Uh, I think you're right. It may not ever get as big as AR builds. Not that we would ever, you know, we, well, time will tell. But I, I like the idea of after marketing everything and building a, a, a bolt action how you want it uh, a a true custom bolt action is not going to cost you eight grand you know i did think of a gun that i want somebody to clone. yeah what you got you gotta either do the however you want to pronounce it we gotta get somebody to clone the grand or the garand that's what i, I was gonna say is i yeah. need i need a i'm gonna call it a grand um, I know people say, oh, it's a Garand, whatever. I'm going to call it a Grand. Um, that needs to happen. That needs to happen quickly. Um, a lot of AK clones out there. We didn't talk about AK clones. Um, AK clones are great. Once again, they're going to be cheaper than the Kalashnikovs, but they're not as good. Let's just be honest. Um, I've got, as a Stava, pistol love it runs great it's not the same you know it's going to be a little bit cheaper parts and all of that but uh yeah uh ginger if there's one gun that you would like maybe either for personal reasons sentimental reasons whatever um if there's a gun that you would love to see get cloned what would it be i've got three actually Okay, one you already brought up, the Grand. Okay. Two is the Bren 10. Ooh, the Bren 10 would be I'd nice. I'd like to see the Bren 10 come back. And number three would be 
Gen 3 Smith and Wessons. Okay. Um, I'm not a Smith and Wesson a Gen 3 Smith guy. I have some friends, including you, but, uh, you know, Snob and, and some, uh, he's a big Gen 3 Smith guy. Um, there's a lot more Gen 3 Smith guys out there than I thought. I didn't realize that the Gen 3 Smith market was what it was. I had no idea. So this is what I'll tell you. This is in, so I bought a Smith and Wesson 915 from AIM surplus uh, a few years back. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't think much of it cause I just wanted a gen three Smith to add to the collection. And sure. uh, after really looking over it, it has the undercut trigger guard. It's got the flared Magwell 1911 grip angle. It's got everything you want yeah. in a, in a gun and that everybody's been designing, but it, it's like from the nineties. So most people are like, well, you know, this is a more modern thing. No, it's been happening since forever. Um, but the other thing I, I want to, Chris touched on the, the building of bolt actions. Mm. When I was at Faxon, that was part of our conversation. And the reason why it was part of our conversation and if Chris or Kyle's probably in the same boat, because at that point they were talking about, stopping the sale online sale of AR parts. So we yep. need to move and we built a bolt gun with parts we ordered in, in 15 minutes from start to finish 15 minutes. Really yeah. awesome. So I think there's a market there and I don't think it's been touched yet. I think it is good. Building a bolt gun is going to become another big thing at some point. I think it has the possibilities. I never really thought of it um, because the manufacturers that are putting out the bolt, the bolt guns do such a great job. Um, and let's be honest, the average person, um, the average person isn't going to go and buy a bolt gun and probably do a whole hell of a lot of aftermarket parts to it. Now, the competitive shooter and all that, the avid hunter that's looking for that perfect, you know, setup, maybe. But I think the average Joe Blow is going to go buy the Remington 700, the local gun shop, is going to take it home and shoot it how it is. That said, if you're able to go and do a part buy for a bolt action, and it doesn't matter what brand that you get, you can go get facts in this or, you, you know, whatever, and you can part together and in 15 minutes, put together a, a basically a, a custom bolt action rifle. That's intriguing. That's very, very intriguing. Uh, I'd be interested to hear. Oh, go ahead, John. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. From start to finish, it was 15 minutes. We timed ourselves and the, the hardest part was uh, unlike ARs where there's a little, the, the pin, if anybody's built an AR, there's Oh, a my God. It's, yes. it's, it's a, unlike that, you have to time the barrel and do the... the I would say the base. barrel would probably take that the, the longest. Long. That took the longest. And, it, and it's, that, what, five minutes, probably? Yeah, five minutes. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Start to fi finish 15 minutes with the stock, everything in, ready to go. And probably five minutes it was the barrel. I mean... Yeah. So for the average person, it might take half an hour spending 10 minutes on that barrel. 
and half an hour for the average person that may not have ever built a thing in their life like me who's not mechanically inclined um at all um 30 minutes yeah 30 minutes to build it probably i mean i would imagine double that for the average person because you guys know what you're doing i mean it didn't take you 15 minutes because it you guys know what you're doing but the average person let's say double that 30 minutes spending 10 minutes on the barrel with a good youtube video or some help with someone else that's very reasonable um we also know that it's you know unless you get you know a full lower for an ar it's going to take you more than half an hour to put together an ar just because you've got crazy ass springs and all sorts of stuff that you've got to possibly add to that lower if you're if you're getting a stripped lower um that's a pretty cool idea i never thought about that's a great idea i mean it is that's intriguing a custom builds your own kyle take notes a custom builds your own bolt action website that would be badass that'd be badass and uh kyle and then you know, manufacture the tools to make them It's just like car dealerships. They don't necessarily gear, give a crap about selling the car. They want they want the maintenance on that car. They want you to bring it in every time that car breaks down. They want you to they make their money in the shop. Uh, they make they make a little bit of money selling the car, but those dealerships want you to bring their car back. They want the parts because they have the tools. Uh, BMW, for instance, there are only certain tools that will work with a BMW and you can't just go buy those on eBay or Amazon. You've got to take them to a specific service guy and he's going to charge you triple just because he can. Um, you're right about that. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to ask you multiple different questions for you. I want you to take your Anderson hat off right now and be Kyle. Uh, there you go. Hey, over the top, baby, over the top. Um, Ginger uh, Over the Top was a movie with Sylvester Stallone. It was an arm wrestling movie back in the day. He flipped his hat around and was over the top. Um, just a little reference for you in case you didn't know that. So we're talking to Kyle right now. Is there a gun or a rifle or any kind of a system, weapon system, a gun or weapon system that you personally would like to see cloned in the next couple of years? I like to back up my boys over here with the M1 Grand, but um, outside of that, is there a P90 clone out there? I'd like no. to see that. They've got the FN's got the PS90. Um, you know, obviously the the semi-automatic. Man, I'm digging like a, a, a P90 or like a Tavor or an AUG. Some of those like badass assault weapons, you know, the uh, oh man, yeah, a P90. Uh, I've got, I'm looking at it right now, I've got like a Ruger 1022 um, that has a stock that attaches to that 16 inch barrel that make it makes it look like a P90, and I love that damn thing, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. I got one of this. The Hightower Armory? Uh, shit, don't get me lying. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, snap. Yep. Um, so, 
Yeah, I agree, John. Um, MP5, MP7, I think those would be awesome as well. To get some legitimate, and there, there has been some decent clones that have come out in the last couple of years. Um, but hell, they're just as expensive as an HK, you know. Um, so I don't know. $1,000 MP5, it's got to happen. Oh, yeah. Just if, just if there, if Century had one, it's still out there. They still have it. It, it is, but it, it is. I'm still hesitant on that one. I'm hearing I'm hearing bad things about it. Uh, um, just so you know, Palmetto's got the Century no. MP5 for eight ninety nine right now. Oh, it might be worth it just to try it out. John, you rip, man. Now I've also heard that there. I can't remember who it was. Either they came out with it or they're getting ready to come out with it. Um, it was an MP5 upper. That fits on an, uh, an AR lower. I can't remember who it was. I saw it at shot this year, and I don't Dead think foot. it's out yet. Is it Deadfoot? Deadfoot. Deadfoot's doing Is it one. out yet? Uh, don't quote me on that. It is. I, I don't, don't think it is because when I talked to them, they were they were going to be really happy if it was out before shot next year. Um, but the fact that there that could be an interesting. Once again, we're talking about a clone that's innovative. An MP5 upper for AR lower could be really, really interesting. You know. Um, all right, so Kyle, let's go back to Anderson. Not necessarily Anderson, but from the industry. And I know we've asked this before, but um, is the clone game here to stay in your mind? Is is it here to stay or is it a fad? From an, in, from an industry standpoint, from an industry standpoint, I, I think the clones will always be around. Clones not going away. Uh, I just hope it doesn't all go to clones. We still got that cutting edge like innovation and mm. kind of like the MP5 upper for the AR. That that's innovating and like that'd be cool. I, I would love to try something like that. So yeah, you know, and, and I think cloning does lead to that it kind of like breeding the competition it also starts sparking that creative thought and you know hopefully bring us some new platforms some something new to toy around with so you know i, I think yeah. it's just all part of the cycle man all part of the cycle yeah no i i agree um i tell you we talk about this a lot and one of the companies that gets cloned a lot. Um, and it's funny to me because when they come out with something, everyone just trashes it. Just absolutely just, just trashes it. I, do know. Um, I mean, so you know what I'm talking about, but there, there's a company out there that is incredibly important to, I think, our industry. Um yeah incredibly innovative but they get crapped on and then 15 years later oh man this great this gun is great um that was a keltec 15 years ago and praise keltec 
I will I will back up Keltec not because of, of their superior quality products. I'm not saying that. What I will say is this industry needs Keltec because Keltec is not afraid to push envelopes. Keltec is always been one. The sub two thousand. You can say what you want to about it. The sub two thousand design was crazy awesome at the time. Um, there's a lot of Keltec stuff that is is popular today that people forget is a Keltec design, or at least inspired by a Keltec design. So praise Keltec. I don't own any Keltec, and I probably never will. But I can respect truly respect Keltec for what they have done and what they continue to do. And that is to push the envelope and say, look, we're going to, we're going to go through that brick wall. Once we get over there, we're going to need some help, but we're going to go through the brick wall for you. And, uh, and all of that. I mean, it's what it is. Let's just be honest, but you know, um, but yes, uh, um, yeah, the ideas are 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 great. The Kiltex, uh, the Kiltex of the world, are needed. I personally would like to see, obviously, the MP5. I mean, let's just be honest. Who doesn't need an MP5 or MP7 in their lives? Let's just be honest. Everyone does. Um, I would say I would like to see like a 240 Bravo clone for cheaper, but I don't want to see it in a semi-auto fashion. It, it, hello. Um, a, a 240 Bravo semi-auto doesn't make much sense. So would I like to have one? No, probably not. I'll go buy me an Airsoft one and have a lot of fun with an Airsoft fully automatic 240. Uh, I'll tell you one that I would like, and I think it's one of the best weapon systems ever created. And that's the HK416. Now, I know HK has the 5.56, which is the civilian semi-auto version of the 416. Um, but I would love to see someone down the line um, clone the 416 design and make it an affordable AR. Hint, hint, Anderson. <clears throat> Just saying. I, I, I think the 416 system is probably the best m16 m4 slash ar system ever designed i really do love the 416 um and there are a little bit differences than the mil spec stuff with the 416 that i think that hk probably has patents on but hopefully those run out i would love to see a 416 clone down the line um john you got something to say yeah so we you asked the question to kyle about <laughs> is this here to stay I I don't think we're going to see it clone. I'm going to see people coming out with retro lines. Yeah. No, I think no, that's no, a better I, way yeah. to put it. Is yeah. retro, retro and, 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 and let me ask you this, Kyle. Yeah. From an industry standpoint, from Anderson, I'm not saying you're speaking for Anderson, but you probably would know the answer. Do, do you guys like hearing the word clone, or what do you guys prefer them called? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't think we have a preference when it comes to stuff like that. Okay, so uh, a lot of companies do not like the word clone. They do not like the word clone. But I mean, I get it. I get it because I'm a word nerd. So it basically like, sounds like you're copying on somebody, but you're putting your own twist on it. It's like we talked about yeah. all the show. So. Yeah. 
so the the retro upgrades if you will um yeah i mean i i, I think you can call them what you want um i do like the Bryn 10 idea a lot yeah i do a too a lot um that might happen um yeah the Bryn 10 would be really really cool um any anything and here's one because like no one's mentioned anything about revolvers I'm not a revolver guy, but is there anything in the revolver world that would kind of be a cool retro upgrade or whatever you want to call it clone? I mean, is, is there a revolver market out there for clone stuff or no? Yeah. I mean, cowboy action. Well, I mean, talk, talk about clones. There's all of them. I think you're going to see Cloning the old army and, and making yeah. them up, you know, modernize and all that, I guess. Yeah. It'd be cool to kind of see like, and and some of like Taylor's and company and and Uberti and all them to come out with not like not upgraded ones but like ones that you've seen in video game because they're already doing it with movie ones but like hey come mm -hmm. out with the guns from Red Dead and make them all cool looking and things like that. That's something that I I wish maybe there would be more of. Um, and let's just take let I me mean, just let's just throw it out there. Like the Han Solo blaster, like someone create a 22 LR or a nine millimeter, you know what I'm saying? That's designed like Han's blast or something like that. That would be really, really, really cool. Taking these these famous movie guns and making them real, that could be really awesome, actually. I hate to shut that down, but in the environment we're in today, that that's just bringing a lawsuit on the gun industry. We don't need it right now. That's just that's we no, that's that's true, there. that's fair. Yeah, do you guys have had this conversation at, at Anderson? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it at Shot Show, but we did have the duck hunter Kyger out there. I, did, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, it was a big topic of conversation. Was like, you know, like, could we do something like this? Like, no, because they think we're marketing the children, sure. and, and especially Disney. Disney will sue your ass if you try to do the Han Solo blaster, you know. Oh, for sure. I can't even get ESPN right now because it, that Disney won't work a plan with my cable company. Oh, Crazy. so bad. Who's, who's the company that just... Somebody just did the Han Solo blaster. Battle Arms. Is it Battle Yeah, but, but, but I don't think it was a working model. I think it was just a prototype shell. Are you talking about the one that, that was an NRAM? Yeah. I don't think that was a I don't I might be wrong about that. I don't know if that was a working model if it was just a prototype. I don't know. Um I might be wrong about that. I don't know. I remember seeing it in RAM, but I don't remember if it was working model or not. Because you're on to something. I mean, if they came out with a broom handle Mauser clone or a Luger clone, I mean, those are or a a, a what a Sterling clone. And you can paint it however you yeah. want to paint it, you know. That that or they sell the parts separately to make it look like that. I mean, that's a whole Ooh. different ballgame. Now that that's you're on to something there. Because now you're not you're not you're not manufacturing it. it. Yeah. You're just making it to where other people can make it at home. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I think the bat. I think Battle Arms 
it's up for sale. Like it's, is it really? You know, is it a working model? Uh, the website is so vague over here. Man, it's expensive. Well, Whoop. they're probably they're probably have to be vague because Disney will find it and yeah, we will uh, find. Okay, it. yeah, it runs on it's it's twenty two LR. It is a working model. Oh my yeah. god! I, I thought for some reason it was just like a prototype shell. Well, no, I remember because I saw it in NRAM too, and then I think it was about three or four weeks ago I saw somebody actually shooting it on Instagram. Huh? I'll be damned. It's pretty me. cool. It, yeah. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> I tell you the one. If you're gonna do one, a, a, if you're gonna take the chance with Disney and do a Star Wars, please someone make me a bowcaster out of like a, an AR. Like, just make me a bowcaster with an AR. That's all did I need we, to do. Did we have this conversation with Kyle? We did. We did. We did. Yes, yes we did. He's called the, 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 the Anderson Chewy. You know, it's all you got to do is the chewy. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the clone game is going anywhere. I, I think you're right, John. You can call it whatever you want. The retro upgrades or whatever. I think that as long as there is someone that is willing to take old classic designs and try their best to not disgrace the original design but to make it a better more affordable version for someone out there um i think they're always going to be around and there are a bunch of guns that i would love to see get quote unquote cloned or retroed out i think it'd be really 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 cool uh we've talked about a bunch of them here uh, but i don't think the clone game is going anywhere anytime soon i think it's probably just getting started honestly I think you'll see a lot of companies jump into um, some different different designs. I'm really excited about what Gerson has done the last year and possibly to the future with the the high power, uh, the P35. Thought they did a, an excellent job on that. Um, yeah, like I said, I just picked this up today, the the Kiger 9C Pro from Anderson. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, 48 hours. My younger brother found a crossbow AR-15 upper several years ago. Interesting. Um, Twing, Twing and Bang did a, a thing about that. Now, was that something that, 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 that someone designed like commercially, or is that just a, a custom job they no. did in their own shop? It was designed commercially. It was it was really? uh, upper to replace the lower twin, but it was. Okay, I'm dating myself a little bit because Twing and Bang is one of the OGs. Oh, stop it! I know you don't care, uh, but yeah, Twing and Bang did an episode about that because it was about the same time that people were coming out with the the arrows that uh, you could put 38 and 357 magnums into. Yeah, yeah. G says in 2009, PSC Archery there in Tucson made a crossbow upper for an AR. He's got a link out there if you guys want to watch it. Um, interesting. I'm going to have to go look at that. Uh, I don't remember those. Um, then again, I'm glad I don't because if I did, I probably would have bought many of them. Because um, I think that's just badass. I might have to go and find me a crossbow upper. Uh, 
put on Anderson lower and called the Chewy. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'm going to bring you in real quick before we get out of here. We're going to start sweeping the floor, turn the lights on at the bar, tell everybody, hey, last call. Um, I know that you um, are busy. You've got some new stuff that's getting ready to come down the line. Um, if you're able to, what can people look forward to? First of all, go check out Christmas 740's channel on YouTube. Great channel and all of that. Um, but what, what can people expect to see coming down the line? I'm sorry, ghost. I had to walk away for a second. Oh, I didn't know you were okay. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to you saying, I know that, uh, I know that, um, you've got a bunch of stuff coming down the line. Stuff that you want to let known publicly right now, uh, what can people maybe expect in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I, I got a lot more videos coming out with the Beretta A1 Tactical. Uh, you liking it? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm having uh, I'm having a hard time with this one. So yeah, I hear uh, it's you. Kind of made a good. It's it, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on it because I'm being honest with everybody about it and uh, good. trying to make it a better gun, but. Um, yeah, now we got the Kyger, um, got actually got a lever action over the weekend for the channel. Oh, snap. What'd you so, get? Uh, Henry. So nice. Uh, so I got a bunch of stuff coming up. What on caliber yeah. or what cartridge I should say? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on that. Oh, okay. One. I got you. I got you. All right. I hear you. But, uh, yeah, nice. it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm super excited to do something with that. Cause it's kind of different for my channel. People aren't used to seeing me review guns like that so it's going to be a lot of fun i think people would have a heart attack if i had a lever action on my channel <laughs> i might I have really, a heart attack thanks so much for having me on i i really Absolutely. appreciate it's it a great chat tonight it was fun like i said i mean it, it's it's i i enjoy having you guys on and and chris um quit thanking me for having you on you're part of the show now you're on every week now so uh you're part of the crew are you going to be in tulsa oh yeah okay yeah. And we'll talk after the show because we got something confirmed uh, about an hour ago. Uh, well, well, hour before the show. Um, so we'll talk after the show. Um, cool. But yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Ginger, I'm going to let you uh, talk about anything you got going on. Anything you want to plug, and obviously the GOA if you want to do that as well. Yeah, so I've got uh, still working on getting our first seven YouTube videos edited for our channel. And once that goes live, there'll be a link eventually. Um, so that's getting done. I just picked up a, another STR nine for review just to see mm -hmm. how the full size or the, yeah, the full size works to compare it to the micro because of, I really like now, the is it full size six inches. What, what, what is this? The full it's size? A, it's five and a half or a little bit bigger than the Glock 19. Not much bigger. Okay, so you're probably talking four and a half, four and three. At maximum, four five four. inches. Four, four yeah. and a half, maybe four and a quarter, five, four and a half. Okay, yeah. okay. That's not bad. Nope. So we're gonna. I'm going to try that out and give that a, a spin. Um, launch date for the podcast with uh, GOA is going to be the week before TriggerCon. So as soon as that launches, I will... Get that and get that name out there. Uh, the first episode is one that you're probably not going to want to miss because it's with uh, JB over at EOTech. It was a really good oh, conversation. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. Really good conversation with him. Uh, so that's coming up. 
Uh, stay tuned for those. We'd love to get a listen on on that podcast. It's a really good uh, episode, and, it's a, and uh, especially to have him on, it, it was a, an honor to kind of talk to him and pick his brain for an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, gunowners.org, go there, go support the GOA and the fight for your 2A rights, and we will, you know, we've got, anytime I've got any updates, I will gladly pass it along. Absolutely. Thanks for doing that as well. Uh, Kyle, my brother, um, in case you weren't here, guys, early in the broadcast, the incredible 30% off Labor Day sales event site-wide Anderson has been extended till Friday night at midnight Eastern. Um, I picked up this gun. Chris picked up the Kyger. Uh, site-wide, 30% off. You cannot beat the deals you're going to get over there. Kyle, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on at Anderson um, and if there's anything you want to talk about coming down the line, anything like that, you've got the floor for a little bit. Yeah, aside from the deal, definitely go check that out. Um, but we did start filming <clears throat> our launch video for the bolt action. So, and? Oh, I'm excited. You already know. <laughs> you already know. I can't tell I you know. anymore. But I did get some trigger time. And I, oh, I'm snap. I'm a little biased, but pretty nice. So, uh, um. <laughs> But... Uh, yeah, definitely go check out AndersonManufacturing.com and uh, get get in on those deals. And uh, Ghost, thanks again, man. Ghost, Chris, awesome seeing you guys at Kygers. And any of you guys out there who's watching right now, uh, if, you, if you've supported us in any way, I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I really do. And it's just a pretty gun. Just a I'll, beautiful gun. I'll even give John props. John did a bang-up video on the Kyger. So yeah, if, well, if I don't give him too long. much. Don't don't give him too much credit. Nah, he did. He killed it. He. I'm uh, excited. I, I'm. I can't wait to get it out to the range. I'm gonna run so many rounds through that thing this weekend. Good. I ran. I yeah, ran a hundred through it today at the range, and not one issue. Nothing. I ran uh, two different boxes of ammo, different types of ammo, and neither one of them were considered. Like even middle of the road, they were all both like kind of like lower end. Yeah, and that's what I like to run through is some lower end stuff to see. Well, if it if it runs this, then other stuff I know it'll run. Um, not one hiccup, man. Not one hiccup. Feels good. Triggers great. Um, the details of where you put some of the uh, and I call it grip tape, and I don't know what it is. I, I call it grip tape because that's just what it looks like to me. It looks like skateboard tape. That's what I always call it. Um, but where y'all put some of the stippling in, in the in the grip tape, uh, the details of, of what you did with that was phenomenal. Uh, and still keep it at the price point that you guys have it at, especially with this 30% off. It's stupid. Um, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, go check out AndersonManufacturing.com. <laughs> oh, crap. That's funny. Um, <laughs> um, um yeah, you guys, uh, thanks for coming on. Guys, if you're watching this in replay or listening to a podcast, the conversation does not have to end. Utilize the comment section. Let us know uh, how crappy we're doing. Um, it is what it is, but uh, maybe give us some pointers on what to make it better. More importantly, just say hi. Let us know that you're out there listening or watching and replay. 
as well. Uh, thanks everyone that showed up live, guys. Uh, the live chat was good tonight. Um, hashtag Pony Express 2024. Um, utilize that. That go go flood innocent manufacturing's uh, posts on social media with the hashtag Pony Express 2024. Uh, go check out the GOA fighting for your two A rights. Gunowners.org. Tell them John. Uh, don't tell them the soulless ginger bastard. Tell them John sent you, and they'll know who that is. Uh, and then, obviously, go check out uh, Chris the 740 channel. Great content, great stuff, great dude. Um, and I know why he picked ZZ Top earlier. He looks like he should be in ZZ Top. He's got he's got the the Dusty Rhodes beard going for show. Um, and I'll be seeing you in in November. Uh, be seeing John um, in a couple weeks. Uh, Kyle, I need to see you soon, bro. Like, we got to see each other before January, right? We're we going to see each other before January. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to try to link up with you in Arkansas on our way out to Texas. That's right. I'm That's right. When you're going down, we're, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hook up with you at that place, but like, if y'all know y'all are going to stop like for lunch yeah. or something, like, I can make that happen because that's about two and a half hours for me where that, that town that you were talking about. Yeah. It's about two and a half hours. But if y'all are coming through from the North, I, I can, I can hook up with you at least have a bite to eat or lunch or just say, Hey, at a gas station yeah. or something. We'll keep going. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for watching it out there. Thanks guys for the, um, for all the great comments out there. If I act like I ignored you, um, I didn't mean to unless you're Mike, then I absolutely 100% meant to ignore everything that you said. Uh, thank you, everyone, for showing up. Thank you, Mandatory Carry, for the super chat. I appreciate you, brother. My favorite weirdo, my favorite Coasty out there. Uh, go check out Team Never Quit Podcast, guys. Uh, it's one of the best podcasts out there. Marcus Luttrell, it's it's amazing. But go, go check out Team Never Quit Podcast. I, I just happen to be wearing this to the range. I just noticed that, so I want to shout out them for no other reason because it's a great podcast um go check out there's a bunch of great podcasts out there um more importantly be a good human being be a good citizen we talk about this all the time make sure that you're keeping in, in tune is what's going on at the state and the local and the federal uh two-way legislation through gunners.org or whatever make sure that your elected representatives are representing you in the way that you want them to if not Make sure that you know that they know that there will be repercussions for that. Most importantly, enjoy. There you go. GOA right there. Uh, make sure that you are enjoying your freedoms of being American. One of them is to keep and bear arms. Be a good citizen. Make sure that you're doing things and living your life. The people that gave the ultimate sacrifice would be proud to do so. We'll see you next week. Simplify. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.